Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Guys and a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. Well, today we have a very, very special guest. I'm sure that she will be well known to many of our listeners here. Uh, she is an author, a philanthropist, entrepreneur, comedian, actress, television personality. But for two guys here on this show, we remember her most for staying up all night on Friday nights and watching her on USA's Up All Night program, where a lot of the horror movies that we review on this show, uh, we were first introduced to. So everybody, please give a warm welcome to Ms. Rhonda Shear. And Rhonda, please uh, say hello to the people out there. Hi, everyone. Let's see if I still have it. Let's see if I still have it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to USA Up All Night. (laughs) That's awesome. It is so great to have you on the show here. Um, Thank you. Really, really happy you were able to join us from your home in sunny Florida. Yes, it is sunny. It's, It's hot. But and I and I love that you guys are doing this, and I love that you are fans. It's awesome. Thank you. We are big fans. So yeah, we're here to chat a little bit about your career, um, how how you got started, and how you got started with the up all night thing. Um, you started out, I believe, in Louisiana, and uh, then you made your way to L.A. Like, how did that work out? What made you decide to get into this field in the first place? Well, I was uh, I was a beauty queen, and then I ran for public office. I'm giving you the very abbreviated version, um, and then. Um, as Miss Louisiana, I was sent out to L.A. Uh, to do some modeling. And while I was out there, I somehow managed to get an audition for Happy Days episode, which I did not get until years later. And my and I wanted to move to L.A. right then and there at 19. And my parents said, nope, not until you finish college. So I finished college and I ran for office. I won't go into that whole story. You'll read it in the book. You'll read it in the book that you'll yeah. talk about later. But then it was always in my mind to get back out to Los Angeles. So um, pretty much I didn't know anyone in LA. So pr- I, I was one of those people that kind of took everything. I'm not sure if that was good or bad, but I, I you know, I worked for free. I worked for money. I, I did get, I, I did get an episode of happy days pretty quickly where I actually met Cassandra Peterson and we worked on, it was like literally the first happy days that we did. We both worked on there. who was obviously Elvira. And then I got a Bob Hope special and things started to really roll pretty fast for me in, in the mid eighties. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have a series in a minute. Well, it didn't happen that fast, although I did continue to work as a working actress all through that time. And then um, I had an agent who said, you know, they're looking to replace a girl named Caroline Schlitt on USA Up All Night. I go, USA what? I mean, I did not know the show, um, although later on I got to know the woman who was the president of the network, Kay Koplovitz, very well. She was like the first female, I mean, to, it, literally like the mother of basic cable. So what was really cool is I auditioned, but I auditioned with along with about, you know, I don't know, hundreds of other women. They wanted to change the image of the the first gal that they had, who I thought was really good. But hey, you know, what can you say? You never know what networks are doing. They wanted a little bit more of a sexier feeling to keep people tuned into these movies that they thought were really bad. So I created Up All Night in My Kitchen, you know, the way of saying it, so that I would just have like, you know, a little shtick thing. And the character kept growing through the years. And I was really lucky to stay with that show from 91 to 98, 450 episodes. Wow. We're so happy you did. I really loved it. I really loved every second of it. And and even though I knew eventually I'd be typecast and that would kind of hurt maybe in the end, I didn't mind it because I really had a blast doing it. And it helped my stand-up. I did stand-up comedy uh, a lot. You know, I was starting stand-up in the mid to late 80s and I kept doing it. And then 
by the time USA came along and I was headlining. And so, of course, that helped, you know, the financial getting my my money a little higher up for my stand up gig. So it was a great time. A lot of traveling, a lot of fun. And I, I wouldn't change a thing. It's uh, so nice to talk to you. I, I can't thank you enough for doing this with us. We're big oh, fans. You're welcome. So are you two guys friendly and now you're you're distanced by many countries? <laughs> That's right. Todd lived uh, briefly in the same Midwestern town where I live, and um, we started doing this podcast together. And then soon after that, he got a career opportunity in Beijing. And so we've been doing it remotely since then. It's been years now. Um, wow. It was arguably more fun when we could sit down together and watch the movies and talk about them. But uh, right. it's nice to still be able to stay connected. Hopefully I can talk some horror films with you. Um, I can tell you this, you know, I, I don't know if you guys know it, but I'm doing a live show myself right now, which started with the, the quarantine. And it's called Rhonda Shear Social Hour. And you might hear my puppies in the background every now and then. But anyway, it's called Rhonda Shear Social Hour. And it broadcasts on my um, my Facebook fan page. And now it's live streaming at the same time. It's 9 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday nights on YouTube, the Rhonda Shear TV channel. And then we put it on rondashearsocialhour.com. So it lives there along with the stars' names and their links to who they are. And um, it's really picked up steam. And so I'm starting to get like, a lot more horror. It's really funny. I didn't realize I had these fans, but um, <laughs> I mean, I should realize I have these fans, but I mean, you know, they're like coming out of the woodwork again. And so like I have um, Elvira is going to come on my show in, oh. in a little bit, but she can't come on as Elvira. She only makes appearances as Cassandra Peterson. I actually know her as, as Cassandra. I met her years ago when I did a happy days episode. That's how long we go back, but she has to get her hair done first because you know, it's different when you're Elvira, but, you know, I get it. You know, none of us have gone out to have our hair done. So, yeah, so, I mean, Lloyd Kaufman from Trome is going to be on in a couple of weeks. And we've just had, you know, various people, like, you know, just from that from that genre of films that I used to hope on, you know, host on Up All Night. So, Richard Gabai, I don't know if you know him. He did more exploitation films, but very interesting that there's, I just never realized that, not only is horror big, but it's like, it seems like it's getting bigger. You know, like yeah. right now, I just want to watch comedies. <laughs> I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so flipped out and so nervous over the, everything right now that's going on in this country. I just want to watch like really like stuff that I don't dream about. But I get it. And, 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 and I was get, actually given a really good lesson in why kids are attracted to horror films. And I never knew that or thought that. Do you guys know who Sharon Needles is? No, I've never heard so of her. So Sharon Needle, she won uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. And she was a combination of, you know, she loved, she grew up watching me, Elvira, and a few other people. But she loved the genre of horror films because as a little boy, he was completely like, you know, I guess he was kind of nerdy and didn't fit in. Probably was already, you know, already going in another direction that wasn't understood back then. And so he would lose himself in, in horror films and why he loved it. And I thought this is like fascinating to me is because the little bratty whiny cheerleader or the, the jock guy, the same kind of people that would make fun of him in school were usually the ones that were killed in these horror films. So he'd be like, oh, good. There goes Jeffy or whatever. He loves it. So his character, which is, you know, usually you see these kind of over the top a bimbo-y drag queens. He's not like that. He's really dark. He says, I'm a combination of you and Marilyn Manson. I'm like, well, that's dark. 
<laughs> but um, anyway, he won, and he's really set the precedent on on that genre, on his genre. And, and he's a fat. You sh- you guys should get him on or her on, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess depending if he's coming on, he he's got an album out. I think as the male side of him, but um, fascinating guy and can talk horror films like there's no tomorrow. I mean, knows them all, knows the directors, knows the bat. I mean, really is deep into it. Gilbert Gottfried's pretty, pretty deep into it as well. And I know people like me kind of get yelled at because I watched the films that we aired on Up All Night because I had to, but I'm not a huge fan of them. So, I mean, I'm just being really honest. I, I kind of liked the more, the ones that had a little bit more of the TNA because more TNA that was cut out of the film than the longer I had on camera. Oh, <laughs> that makes <laughs> perfect basically sense. That was, the, that was the fill time. It was, you know, the little wraparounds were the fill time for whatever was cut out of the films. But, you know, I've done a couple of things. Have you all heard of the show called Dueling Decades podcast? No, I haven't. What's, what's this? They are, um, it's basically horror films too. They, they kind of duel over the eighties and the nineties and just with music and everything. But a large part of this is horror films from, from those periods. And boy, talk about, you know, I, and they do like a, like a game show on their podcast and I was on and I'm like, I'm going to suck at this. But anyway, it worked out okay. Uh, <laughs> how they set it up, but, um, just really interesting. I just, that, that whole world is, uh, you know, so I, I, I've got to ask you guys, like, so what is your love that you've been doing this for years and how's you guys, you see, now I have to interview you cause I'm an interviewer. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> well, I think that Todd and I both kind of got into horror, uh, the same way. We both really enjoyed watching movies with our dads and, uh, our dads were fans of classic horror. It was something that we could bond over and it was just something that then carried over into our adulthoods too. And honestly, we have talked about USA up all night on podcast many times and so um you were certainly an influence on us as well for a variety of reasons you know (laughs) as teenage boys as teenage boys of course here's this beautiful woman posting these movies that uh we loved i had a ball doing that i mean it was eight years of fabulousness and and i worked with many different directors i don't know why but um usa network changed directors every year i have no idea why but what's really interesting is that i've, I've really stayed friendly with most of them and uh-huh. i'm getting ready one of them in my very first years which kind of set the, the the sexy tone of the show which i mean i did they wanted that so i went in that direction and i created it created the up all night uh-huh. but um, one of the one of the um my producer's uh, directors was named Kat Young. And Kat was one of the first female directors in like in the variety world. So, I mean, I'm talking about many years ago, like in the 80s. I mean, the women just didn't exist in that world. So she was like, she's no more than five feet tall, but she's tough. And, um, you know, I must have given her grief during the show, I'm sure. Because, I, you know, you know, she, I would see things one way and she'd see it another way. But it, we've become really close friends through the years. Long story short, like she and I were on a Zoom call yesterday because we're getting ready to do a cooking pilot together. And she wants wow. to bring a lot of the up all night elements back into it um, oh. in like either the bed, you know, either the bedroom or at the boudoir or very Rhonda-esque costumes. So I think it's going to be a blast. It's going to be, you know, just she, she did cooking programs long before she did anything else when they weren't even, there wasn't even a food network back then. So, you know, it's really funny. I've stayed friendly with a guy named Marty Bike. Marty did a lot of Gilbert Gottfried shows. And he was like, you know, when Up All Night moved out to New York, which it did for three years, he was my director for a year and a half. And I probably gave him grief. I mean, because he wanted to change it more to Gilbert S. 
and take uh-huh. me away from the the what he thought was bimbo. I'm like, but you never really watch a show because we were doing a lot of smart things. We were just doing mm-hmm. the tongue in cheek. But then when I look back at some of his shows, they were so good. He is really a brilliant writer. So all my directors, I had great times with, and I had three of them on my own show recently, which was really cool. I had Tech, I had Marty Bike, and um, Lou Chagaris on, and they were the—I mean, they really formed the show. So I'm, I'm getting ready to, to try to get a couple of others. I had quite a few, as I said, all all super talented. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's fantastic. Like you said, um, you mentioned Cassandra Peterson, and we um, covered her movie, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and I recently revisited that. Um, And one of the things that we talked about with Cassandra and, and her persona is that Yes, she, like you, um, made wonderful use of your sex appeal. However, at the same time, you are strong, smart women. It wasn't bimbo, like you no. said. I oh, spent no. the day. I spent today watching your content uh, all over the internet. I can't believe how much content you have out there. I watched your most recent uh, episode of your Social Hour, um, and I watched lots of old clips from. Uh, up all night, uh, and you're absolutely right. It, it was it was clever and it was fun, and you were tough. The horror website Bloody Disgusting just did a piece on Up All Night, and they talked about you a lot uh, and how you really shaped you know a love for the genre for so many people, particularly young. Well, people who are now my and Todd's age who right. grew up in the '80s uh, and and the early '90s. You know, it, it seemed like you were having an amazing time. One of my I favorite did. clips. One of my favorite clips that I watched today was um, when you had Linnea Quigley on the show, and we've had her on our show too, and just had such an amazing time with her. She's um, awesome. I love Linnea. We've remained friends. Um, she was living in Florida for a while. She's back out in LA, and she's working. Um, I was trying to get all of the girls. I've had Linnea on twice. I'm trying to get like a bunch of them on. They're they're just hard. Who I am going to have on. He he had to have a little mini surgery, so we, he was scheduled. Was, do you know who Jim Wynorski is? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Big so, fan. <laughs> so I'm going to have Jim on. He, Jim is getting ready to do a film with Becky LeBeau. It's something about Bigfoot. And I, I just read on his page today that she's not comfortable with COVID at the moment, so she want, they want to push it back to the numbers a little bit down. They were, they were getting ready to start filming. But mm-hmm. he, had to have a, he, had to, he had some, you know, I think some minor surgery, so... So he he was scheduled to to bring on his whole cast last week. So we had to change that, which is fine. We're used to being on the fly. Sure. But he's going to hit August with Becky and like four other. I don't know. They're they're younger, so they're really cool. Like I I know Brooke Stevens. I I know Deborah Lamb really well. I I, I mean I know all of these gals, and um, you know we're trying one day to get them on. Like I said, you know we're having Lloyd on. It would be just. It's really hard to book everybody at the same time just because everybody's schedule is, is crazy. Even though you'd think it'd be easy, a little easier now. But um, right. but it's I had Joe Bob Briggs on a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh my and goodness. That, and that was really cool. He's really funny. I'm like, I can't believe you've been doing this all these years. And he goes, Yep, I've just been doing the same thing over and over. And they keep trying to change my format. I'm like, why change something if it's working? So <laughs> yeah. I, I I forget the name of the network he's on. It's under AMC. Um, Shutter, I believe. Shutter, Shutter. But he, they, he just got picked up again. So I'm really happy for him. Really nice guy. 
really and super super smart yeah i mean the people in this and i have to say i haven't done probably as many conventions as i as i should i've been asked to do a few but you know maybe in the future after things are a little bit calmer you know in the medical world um i should really get back into it because your generation and your age group has has such a love for it and and grew up with me i got so many young boys through puberty (laughs) for sure and and i get i'm getting fan mail like crazy again from like my up all night days and i think it's the same like you said it's that you know late 30s for into the 40s and a lot of people who did watch with their their parents and their fathers i think it's really sweet and i i think i'm i'm more into it i you know back then it was like amazing to be on a TV show and I was doing stand-up comedy and I was working, you know, all over the country and headlining and also looking for other opportunities. And I loved doing up all night. I mean, I flipped out when, you know, they, the, the network was changed. They were trying to save the network and things just changed. It wasn't because they canceled the show. Everything changed when, it, you know, when right. we were taken off the air. But, um, the cool thing is that, you know, I've, I've kept so many of the contacts and the contacts, you know, people keep working. And mm-hmm. um, the fact that I'm going to be working with CAC again is like, oh, my gosh, talk about full circle. Wow. So it's it's very I mean, so, you know, people go, oh, wow, you really took the great route. So what happened is, you know, after Up All Night was off the air, you know, I continued to look for some jobs. And, you know, I mean, you know, I was still but I was really so typecast because instead of Cassandra, like Cassandra used Elvira as the name, I used my own name because I wanted to get my own name out there. So that was stupid. Mm-hmm. Other than that was the only dumb thing I did instead of, you know, coming up with like some kind of other name for the character. So then, you know, when the show was over and then on my casting calls, people, I was so associated with the show. Then after years passed, things, it's funny. I had two auditions last week that came out of nowhere. Now they put everything on tape for things back in LA, which I thought was hysterical. I mean, I'm not looking for anything. If it comes in my direction, great. Or if it's something that, you know, I want to do or like my social hour. But, you know, we, my husband and I, my husband is my junior high school sweetheart. We reunited uh-huh. and we started this business together and we've almost been married 20 years. So, you know, when we first did it, it was like, well, I didn't really want to leave L.A., but it was really tough on me those first couple of years right after Up All Night. And then this business really just started to take off. You know, I mean, we, we literally owned it. I just I'm, I don't represent the brand. We own the brand. We design, we manufacture everything under the Rhonda Shear, you know, intimate apparel label. So it's really fun. And it's like, you know, I had all these male fans during Up All Night. Now I have like these amazing women fans who love my intimate apparel and my bras because they help them and they make them feel great. And so it's like this whole other world of, you know, women reaching out going, oh, my gosh, you've made me feel so great about my body again, blah, blah, blah. Then at the same time, I'm getting like these these up all night fan letters again. And it's really funny. It's like, I've always walked like two sides of my career. And, you know, it's like just very interesting. I've never been able just to have, I don't know if there is anything normal. I think I prefer the way it is. You know, if it's a cooking show, I love to cook. If that happens, that would be awesome. As long as I'm enjoying it. You know, I loved up all night. I did. I had a blast. I was lucky to work with really talented people. There was a guy named Dean. I know I'm talking blabbing. I don't want to let you guys oh, no, get over it. Fine. But um, there was a guy named Dean Johnson who was like started off as a little runner and then a little assistant. And next thing you know, he was writing some of the shows. He has been producing for Bill Maher. He is like his lead producer for many years. And wow. he was brilliant. He was a baby. Like I would love to get him on, but I think you know I don't I, I don't think he's going to pay me the time of day, which is sad. <laughs> I, I really get through to a lot of people. 
and they are so thrilled. I mean, you know, like Elvira, I mean, they're, they're down to earth people, which, which is really great, which makes me, you know, people like Judy Tenuta, longtime friends. I mean, my comic friends are, are there for me because that's a whole nother world. But well, it's interesting. It is. It certainly is. And you have just been <clears throat> wildly successful. I mean, I couldn't believe when I went in to do some research for this interview. I mean, I know you from Up All Night, but I saw that you have your intimate apparel line. And not only do you have it, I mean, it, it's it's huge worldwide. You know, I'm, I'm watching your internet show and, and I'm looking at your Instagram page. You live in a beautiful home. You've got that oh, wonderful little studio set up there. Um, you're <laughs> incredibly active in charity work. Um, something that you and I have in common is you're a big animal lover. I love seeing the yes. pictures of all your little doggies. And uh, I fully intend to uh, submit a, a photo for play up. Oh, good. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, my gosh. I, that's why I love doing the show, because slowly we're starting to bring, I mean, we're still having technical problems, but my husband, who, Van, who has, he's really behind it. And it's really nice because, you know, every now and then I like to try to make him feel guilty and said, you pulled me out of LA and I sell bras, but I'm not doing what I want to do. But he's really supportive of the other side. And we literally created a television studio in the upstairs of our house. Oh, and wow. we had, we, we had to initially because HSN um, home shopping network, we are, is still our biggest customer. And I mean, we have a lot of customers, but they are like the bulk of our business when they shut down their studios to, cause not only am I the owner of the company, but I'm the guest, I'm the on-air talent. Mm -hmm. So when that happened, we had to Skype, which I was thrilled about. I mean, I thought, we, you know, we all thought it was gonna be two weeks, right? Anyway, we've been Skyping for months and I was the first one to Skype. So they kind of used, you know, oh my gosh, I mean, people are doing amazing things. I think there's a lot of people that have studios in their homes now, but in lighting, but we were one of the first ones to did it. And I, I shot all over my house and it was fun. And what it's, what's knock on wood, what's happened is our business is up and HSN's business is up. So I think there's this feeling of reality and, and going into people's homes and seeing their homes and things being very real. And I think people are really liking it and people are, are, are home more. So they're shopping from home. They're flying more. So business is good for them and business has been good for us. So that then led, you know, I said, well, we're Skyping. And one of my, I have a lot of producer director friends here because there's so much infomercial work and there's a lot of other, you know, industry work in the Florida area. And one of my friends said, you should just do an internet show. And I was like, yeah. Then I started thinking this would be fun just because I'm kind of bored. And then we started doing it. I mean, we, my husband just bought a switcher. So eventually we'll be off it. You know, some of these, like we're on something called be live and their technology is really not set up to be perfect for what we want to do. So once we get really going with the switcher and a few other things that, um, you know, it, it's going to be great. We have, we, we actually had the talent and I actually, I don't know if you might've read it, but, um, my, my director passed away like four weeks into when we were doing the show and he, in he was, he just can't be replaced. And, you know, he, it was very sad, not of COVID. He had a, um, a blood clot from a broken leg and, and we were, we were all young. We were all just shocked. So, you know, we dedicated the show to him. I continue to do it in his honor. He was the one who told me I should do it. And, but, you know, switchers and all of the equipment for him was easy. Now we're, we're all kind of hunkering down and figuring it out, but we will. So yeah, oh, my husband's over there on the other side. He's going, it's the streaming stuff. But anyway, <laughs> bar all that, you know, we're starting to add some fun elements and some up all night kind of things and some uh -huh. fun things. And, and I love interviewing people from the film industry. 
So, you know, it's going to have, and, and all of a sudden I'm seeing a lot of my fans say, thank you for doing this. Thank you for bringing this back. There's nothing to watch on Friday nights or Saturday nights. So <laughs> I loved having Gilbert on. Gilbert was great. You know, of course he was with, he was more tame because his kids were nearby in the next room. So <laughs> Gilbert, Gilbert can be very, very, very blue. Oh yeah. Fabulous. I love it. Oh, I've done his podcast and. I think his podcast that I did with him had to be the dirtiest podcast he's ever done. <laughs> I, I just, if you all ever find it, just search for it. It is, I brought, I literally brought him down a road that I knew he was going to take and um, <laughs> it was naughty, but it's really funny. Oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> hey, yeah. Rhonda, something you had said a little earlier kind of surprised me. You had mentioned that you had actually watched the movies that you reviewed on Up All Night. And I had to admit, I, I did. You recorded at least, I think there were over 900 episodes of that show total, at least half of them, more than half of them yes. done by you. That's a lot of movies. And you said you weren't even a fan at the time. Well, it's not that I wasn't. I mean, it wasn't that I wasn't a fan. I mean, some of them I really enjoyed. And some of the, you know, look, the very first film I ever did and hosted on, on Up All Night, or Up All Night, I have to say that or people get upset, um, <laughs> or USA Up All Night. Um, was basic training, which was a film art in. That was the very oh. first thing I did in 91. So, of course, and I was in a few a few films along the way. So it's not that I, I don't loathe them. It's just like it's not the first thing I'm getting horror itself. Sure. Like I'm just, you know, blood makes me really queasy. I love mystery and I love suspense and more, you know, like 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 one of my favorite movies is like What Lies Beneath. Oh, I like mm -hmm. I like Classic. scary films. I'm I'm a little bit more, you know, the horror, the chop films make me a little nervous. That doesn't mean I don't love Halloween though, because I do. And and even though we're not going to have like Universal Studios and scary right. things, like I love. Here's the really funny thing: I have a niece who's a little bit younger than me. She's a decade younger than me, and she did entertainment reporting. Uh, for Fox in New Orleans for many years. And then she, she went on and did, followed in my footsteps a little bit. Not, not so much the entertainment, but more on the reporting side. She lives for horror films. I mean, you all should have her on just because she is the most, I mean, we look alike. If you looked her up, I mean, we look alike. She will go on and on. And her mother, who is my sister, who's older, like I'm the baby of my family. So like, she's not a young woman, but she's very attractive older woman like they <laughs> they search out every horror film and and can't wait to watch them so my niece is newly engaged and her fiance can't stand them but you know so she she watches them with her mother and, and i go and they're both afraid of their own shadow like they're afraid to leave the house and i'm like how you guys watch these films and then you know you live alone and, and no wonder you're nervous but um <laughs> but they love it but see, I did do Spooky World once, and I, I feel like I need to go back to some of those again. I think I have a better – what I started to say is when I was doing Up All Night and in it, I was thinking more about the bits because I had you know a lot to say about the bits and the comedy and the sketches. And the show, when we got to New York, it became more sophisticated, and I really enjoyed doing some – You know, I was doing impressions of Lucy, and I was just having really fun as an actress. But I think now I have more of an appreciation looking back on why people were so drawn to it. I mean, I know there were a lot of people drawn to it because they were like nine or 10 years old and they were watching to see the sexy lady in between the commercials. <laughs> but I also know that there's, but I understand, and I actually what opened my eyes is when I interviewed um, Sharon Needles. And I, I mean, she really opened my eyes to like, 
you know, kids growing up and, 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 and kind of like being babysitted by the films and then also, you know, not also being like bullied in school. I was like, wow, that's just, and I t- actually, I interviewed Joe Bob Briggs about that. And he said he gets a lot of that. And what we both find is at conventions, horror film fans are the sweetest people. They know their stuff. They'll ask you all kinds of questions. You know, Linnea is better at answering it. So usually I like <laughs> being nearby her. I told them, you know, I've did a, enough, enough horror films myself that or really bad ones that I can't even remember the names of. It's, 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 it's all in my it's all in my resume, though. But but like back in the day when when they did effects, like, you know, they would do like you put the blood in your mouth and you get like whacked, like you had to like spit it out. Like now, like a lot of this, I don't know, maybe if the low budget ones, but they they, they do all the special effects afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, after the film's done. Like, that's not fun. I mean, you had to taste that disgusting taste in your mouth, you know, <laughs> the, the blood capsules or, or hitting the guy over the head with like the, the sugar glass. I mean, I had some I had some fun moments there. So I told Jim Wynorski when I was on the phone with him, I went, because he said, you know, I met you when you did basic training in 91. And I'm like, well, how come you didn't cast me in all your films? He goes, I don't know. That's a really good question. I'm like, I'm really mad at you. And if you're using Betsy LeBeau, she looks amazing, but I think you need to use me. He goes, okay. (laughs) Like Like when you're younger, you would never have the, the the nerve to ever ask somebody that you would never do that you'd be you know i was would have been too intimidated but i'm like i'm really mad at you he goes i can't even answer why i didn't use you. i mean i i said i had all the kind of stuff that it took that you put in your film so i i, I don't i don't get it it's uh, not too it's not too late jim let's do it he goes yeah let's do it so do you think there's a chance we'll see you in a horror film coming up one of these days? Probably so. I'm sure. I mean, I love the. I love to do the bit with a bit of comedy. Um, sure. Let's see. I just had a woman on. You can look for her stuff. Her name is Bouvier. She goes by one name, and she has uh-huh. a film. Do you know her? She has a film coming out called Blood Tulip. And yeah, I, I saw her on your episode. So I don't know anything about her, but the, the film looked interesting. It did. And, it, and you know, I, I know my publicist. She's with my publicist. That well, a publicist I used to be with, and he got her on. And um, she just looks interesting, and I don't know where she came from, but, you know, the film looks good. So I'm like, it, ha- it seems to have all the, you know, I did a film called Prison of Go-Go. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but you guys yeah. need to track Prison of Go-Go down. Lloyd Kaufman and I had scenes in it. I was the prison guard and or the warden or whatever. And um, it's it's a really cute little film, and there's ninjas in it. There's shower scenes. There's bloody scenes. There's jail scenes. It's everything that all of those films from back in the Up All Night days were made up of. Sold. And it was a total, total spoof on itself. And I think, I, yeah, I did. I won best B, I think it was B minus. B, I won best <laughs> B minus film actress for that, for my part in it. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So it was done, you know, when my husband and I first got married, we were living in Dallas and these young producers, directors, they um, asked me to start, and I said, hey, I live here. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd and I have a little scene in it together, which is cute. Well, we're huge Lloyd Kaufman fans, and, and Todd especially is a huge Jim Wynarski uh, fan. So if you enjoyed talking to us, feel free to put in a good word. <laughs> I will. We'd love I to have them on our show. Will. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'll abs- I'm sure he would love to do it. I mean, like I said, he was out for a little bit. I would love to have a whole hour of Jim and, you know, some of the bee queens. That would be, like, super cool. Yeah. Yes, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that you have a book out, Up 
night from Hollywood bombshell to lingerie model, life lessons from an accidental feminist. And I was just wondering, I haven't had an opportunity to read it yet. I'm looking forward to it, but I was wondering if you could you. tell us any juicy stories that we might find where in there. <laughs> well, let's see. I trash Henry Winkler in there. Yeah. He, was, he really, he really hurt my sitcom career. Even though he's I read about that. Yeah. But, um, but you know, here's the funny thing. The, the book really is great for anyone who, you know, hasn't been in a product or is an entrepreneur and is wondering how to get products to market. So it, it goes through my life, but it's not just autobiographical. It has a lot of fun stories from Hollywood, but it also has how my husband and I started the business and what we went through to get the business going and even talks about some of the charity things that I've done. So it, it's a very inspirational book and, and men really enjoy it too. So it's not just, um, when I mean men enjoy it, I mean, I have business, you know, <laughs> business and who weren't necessarily up all night fans who've like, this is a really good book and it's good for people in business or going into business. So I'm proud of it. I'm very proud of it. And I'm getting, I'm getting ready to record it. I never did an audio uh, of, of the book, you know, so I'm getting ready to do that as well. Oh, that's so that, great. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I think people tend to pop those in the car and, and listen to that more. And I've had more people say, do you have an audio version of it? I'm like, I need to do that and I'll do it myself and it'll be fun. And the, the book is available on your website, rondashear.com, right? Yes, it's available on rondashear.com and Amazon. So either Excellent. way. So thank you so much for that. And it is, it is, a, I'm really, and it is being shopped around. It was shopped around and it's being shopped around again right now as a series and as, and, or a film. And I never, you know, I don't ever talk that much about that stuff because I, I just, you know, I know I don't put too much stock into it because you know i've been through the hollywood you know ups and downs and if it happens it's great i have a great writer who has written has rewritten it and written it over and over i see it more of as a series i could see the fun setting of the 80s and the 90s yeah. and the clothing and just you know the up all night days and then you're going to be an entrepreneur it has a lot of the film not like it but just like the film joy which was about being a woman entrepreneur and starting you know, from basically completely switching careers. So it has a lot of that going going on in it. So it's very female empowering. It also has a lot of Me Too moments in it, which, um, you know, I mean, which we could, if we were doing a film or a TV show, could get a little deeper into that. I couldn't do it all in a book, but we kind of touched on all of that. So it's a good read. I mean, I, I'm proud of it. And I, everyone that's read it really seems to really enjoy it. So one other thing I just want to say, I know you guys are probably really big fans, as she was a really dear friend of mine, is Julie Strain. And I'm really sorry oh, yeah. about what's going on in her life right now, you know, that she's been ill. I mean, you all know who I'm talking about, right? I do, yes. Julie I wasn't Julie's aware trying. that she's ill right now. She has early dementia and it's it's not good. So it's, you know, all of us in the industry, you know, who, I mean, I knew her. Oh, my gosh, we did so many things together, have just been really saddened by it. I mean, she's she's, she's still with us, but uh, no longer being able to communicate. But lovely person. And, and why why her, why I thought of her is because I know Jim did a lot with her and really loved her as well. But uh, when I mean, those those gals were all great and why I love them. They all came on up all night. They were good sports. They, you know, they did crazy stuff. Linnea, probably we probably did more shows than together than anyone. 
Well, we had a blast talking to her. <laughs> yeah, it was blast chatting oh, yeah. with her, yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you hear a lot of dogs in the background? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Craig, Craig and Linnea uh, commiserated and chatted a lot about dogs for our interview. <laughs> I mean, I you know, it's so funny because my dogs are being quiet right now for some reason. I think when I just blab on, they t- they, they just, I kind of, they kind of zone out to my voice. I have five little chihuahuas, but... Uh, her dogs heard my dogs and then her dogs, she's got some big dogs and then she rescues everything. Uh-huh. The next thing you know, no one could hear anybody. So, but it was, but I love that. And so if we actually have just put a doggy cam up on our show too. So I keep saying cut to the dogs. They're basically just sleeping by my feet, but uh-huh. you know, they have, they have to be, I love my, my babies and I love doing things for, you know, animal, you know, rescue. That's definitely one of my big things. Absolutely. Well, we don't want to keep you, but I, I again, well, I, I just can't uh, say enough. This I never would have thought at 13 or 14 that I would be speaking <laughs> to the Rhonda Shear. <laughs> you, you've, you've kind of made a teenage dream of mine come true, and uh, oh I really God. appreciate it. I'm glad you came out okay. <laughs> well, that's debatable. <laughs> wow. And I'm, I, I love that you all love the films. And uh, I've seen so many people then turn into loving it and producing and directing films and writing it. So it's 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 an interesting uh, journey. Oh, thank well, you I mean, so much. we are just we are just fans at, at heart. And, you know, that's why we do this. We don't make any money from this or anything. We just do it because of the love of doing it. And, I get and it. So we thank you so, so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Todd, all the way over there. Be safe, be safe. And if you get this, if you get the secrets to the, to the, um, to the cure for this COVID and, and if it comes first from over in Beijing, will you please let me know immediately? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I have my own scientists working on that over here. So uh, Good. I'll let you know Well, when you're we get working in that world with all the games and apps. You might well just come across someone who might have it. So <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> keep up the good work. Keep keep the eye out. Thank you guys. Really You're great talking welcome. with you. Thank you so much, Rhonda, for joining us today. It was wonderful talking with you about your memories and your place in the industry. And once again, thank you for coming on the show. You're listening to Two Guys in a Chainsaw. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. You can find us all over the web. Just search for Two Guys in a Chainsaw or go to our website, twoguys.red40.net, where uh, you can find a whole host of back episodes. And also, leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Give us a request for a movie we should be doing in the future. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. And thank you, thank you, Miss Rhonda Shear. I love you both. Thank you so much. And all your listeners. Ah.